Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast, video cast. Uh, I'm Kelly Matthews, a team member, and it's my privilege to be with you today. And today I'm interviewing Oletha Barnett. She is quite the resume. She, at the moment, has been uh, working on a book, and it is called Diversity of a Different Kind, A Fresh Approach to Resolving Conflict. She also has a companion workbook that goes with it. So we're going to be looking through some of the concepts in this book. Why would Aletha be able to write such a book? Well, she is a theologian. She's a lawyer. And she is the conflict resolution specialist uh, who's directed that conflict resolution ministry at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship for 30 years, I believe, something like that. So with her education and her experience, she's really the perfect person to write this kind of book. She's also an adjunct professor at Southern Bible Institute. She's the founder of Conciliation Services, as you can see when you uh, see her backdrop there, it's her ministry. And that provides services to churches, other organizations, and even individuals who are looking for help with uh, reconciliation. So welcome, Aletha. We are so excited to have you. Thank you, Kelly. It's great to be here. Well, let's talk about your book, okay? Yes. Um, so you are looking at conflict resolution through the lens of diversity. Why diversity? And by, by that word, what exactly do you mean? Okay, very good. I want to first say that I have a heart for helping people biblically resolve conflict. So that's part of how the book came to be. I, I love God. I love people. And my mission and passion uh, in life is for conflict resolution. And so how did the book come to be? Actually, I'm going to tell you a little story mm -hmm. about what I called going on the wall. And at one point, I thought about uh, Nehemiah and the Jerusalem wall within the 52 days and for decades and beyond, they hadn't been able to accomplish that. And so I was pondering my life. And so I just decided, okay, 52 days, me and God, I shut off the TV. I told family and friends, don't call me. And I called it going on the wall. They used to joke, she's on the wall, she's on the wall. But at any rate, what the wall was about is, God, what do you want from me for the rest of my life? And so I just listened. I prayed for 52 days, no contact or little contact unless it was an emergency uh, with others. And so out of that, I became more aware of my mission and my passion for conflict resolution. And so that's how the book came about. And during that time, God gave me what I refer to as a fresh approach to resolving conflict. So it's, mm -hmm. for me, it's all about helping people biblically resolve conflict. All right. Well, that's honestly, I've also written a book about conflict resolution, but it's a little older and, uh, but the, the, the desire is the same, right? Yes. And yes. So 
Ours yes. came from a, a leadership perspective of how to help women in particular. Yours yeah. is, is broader, I believe. It, it applies yes. to everybody. Yeah. Um, it, it applies. I'm sorry. You yeah, no. Yes. Right. Not just women, but yes. all ages, yes. stages. Yes. Yeah, everything. Yes. So talk about diversity and how you integrate the idea of diversity into this topic. Yes. Well, actually, I woke one morning with the thought, God created diversity to make us holy. Mm-hmm. And I'm going like, where did that come from? And so I pondered it. And in the book, you'll see some different aspects of how it may have come to be. But I struggled with that. I couldn't let the thought go that mm-hmm. God created diversity to make us holy. And so I went to a number of reputable theologians to ask them about it. Have you heard about it before? No, we haven't. Is it theologically sound? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Finally, I went to my pastor, and who I greatly trust as a great mm-hmm. theologian, Dr. Tony Evans. Mm-hmm. He said it was theologically sound. And I knew that uh, God had given it to me. And out of the struggles and the emotional pain associated with it, God, how do I do this? He uncovered it for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I came up with the, the diversity theory. That's why we ended up with diversity. Diversity is mm-hmm. just differences. Mm-hmm. God created differences. And so in that, I'm thinking like, well, God, diversity causes conflict and you're a God of peace and you want us to be in peace. So why, how did this come to be since you want us to be in peace? Mm-hmm. And out of that, the diversity theory said that God created diversity to give us opportunities to practice biblical principles to help us grow to be Christ-like. That's its whole aim for us, Mm -hmm. is spiritual growth. Not only did he give us the Holy Spirit to empower us, he gave us diversity where we get to practice love if a person's unlovely, get to practice forgiveness and all. Adversity builds character. Some disturbance is the price of growth. And so when we have these diversity encounters, mm-hmm. they're really assignments from God. And it's for our benefit, these diversity encounters are. So conflict is a gift? Is that what I'm hearing? Everything works together for good. Romans <laughs> okay. Which includes conflict. And so, yes, these assignments, these encounters, they Mm -hmm. work together for our good. And as we all know, oftentimes when people differ, they make the person that they're differing with an enemy, whether it's politics or race or personality conflicts and all, they clash. But the whole design is to embrace God's diversity for our good and benefit from it in the process. Okay. So if conflict is inevitable, which we all know it is, I mean, that's a, yes. it's just a fact of life. Yes. Yes. So, so uh, how would you advise people to approach it now, uh, taking into account that God made us different in so many different ways. We're not talking yes. just race. We're talking age, yes. uh, life experience yes. Yes. Uh, stages. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's like different kinds of diversity in that sense. Like some of it is the way you're born, the way you look, like things you can't change. Yes. Uh, That's just who you are. But then there's differences of opinion or differences of beliefs. Yes. Those are changeable. 
Yes. So when we get into these conflicts, what, what do you, how, do, how should we approach it? Awesome. That's great. And that really goes with the title of the book, Diversity of a Different Kind. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, as we know, when we think diversity, we think race, culture, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and in the book, we're talking about changeable and unchangeable differences. It goes with the fact that God loves diversity, but he's also strategic. He has a purpose for diversity. And a part of that is to help us go. Now, what was the second part of your question, Kelly? I may have uh, lost Just it. how should we approach yes, conflict, yes. given uh, that God sort of made this you know, a part yes, of life. Yes. Well, here's the way to approach conflict. We have a biblical mandate to pursue peace. We see that in Romans 14 and 19, I believe Ephesians 4 and 3, pursue the things that make for peace and the building up of one another. God is a God of peace and he wants that for us. We are designed for unity, not conflict. And so the way we approach it is that we embrace what God created. We embrace it. And one of the things that we do is allow for the differences of others. We're created differently. Now, when I say allow for differences, I'm not talking about allow for sin. I'm talking about allow for different personalities that often uh, mm -hmm. cause us to clash. Uh, for example, this is a rhetorical question, Kelly, to you. Think about a person that may get under your skin. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just saying that for you, to our listening audience, people right. that may get under your skin or rub you the wrong way. How do you approach that? You may rub, they may rub you the wrong way, but on the other hand, you may rub them the wrong way. Never, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the, I do. Yeah, that's the yes. general. That's the general approach is that we see their faults, yeah. not recognizing that they can see our faults. Right, right. But we are one body in Christ, one body in Christ, and so we should approach it to embrace it and to pursue peace. So you're really asking people to be willing to be wrong, to be willing to let go of preferences. And, and this is where, you know, you get into whatever conflict there is and you think that person just needs to back off or they're wrong. Or maybe there is a sin issue and there's a conflict there. Of course, we always like to uh, assume there's a sin issue on the part of the other person. Right. <laughs> That's exactly so, right. Yeah. Okay. Let me, you have so much in your book. So I had trouble going through it and picking out just a few questions here and there. So we're not, we're obviously not going to cover the vast majority of what you have put into this resource. What I really loved about it though, is that you have a workbook and that one thing you emphasize is that it is supposed to be done in community. Talk to me yes. about the role of community when it comes to conflict resolution. Yes. Yes. That's, that's so beautiful. God made us to live in community. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're not talking about a physical location. We're talking about the fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's only in community that we grow. We can't grow in a vacuum separate and apart. As I said uh, before, we get to practice love and forgiveness and relationships. We were made for relationships. The most important thing is relationships. And the evidence of that 
is the two greatest commandments. Love God with everything within you. That's my interpretation with everything within you. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's about a relationship with God, a relationship with one another. And so that's the living in community, even in terms of the spiritual gifts that he gives differing spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. but it's still one body. And all of those differing spiritual, spiritual gifts are given to unify and to mature the church, not for self-glory regarding your gift, not for unhealthy competition regarding others' gifts, but it's all about relationships and unity for the glory of God. So the purpose is not to make me feel better or to make this issue yes. uh, get resolved the way I want it to be resolved. I mean, which yes. I feel like we all go into, well, so-and-so and I are really disagreeing about this. We need to fix it. We need to, I need to tell her how she's wrong <laughs> or yeah. she yeah. can tell me I'm wrong, whatever. Yeah. Yes. But um, so what I think I hear you saying is that our goal isn't necessarily the one-on-one, -on -one, which we want that to be reconciled, yes. but the goal is to glorify God in the way that we do it. Absolutely. But it's, it's to glorify God in the way we do it, but it really comes back to a heart for peace. You don't have a heart for peace and reconciliation. The focus will be you mm -hmm. and how you can force your point on someone else. The, the Bible says, why not be wronged rather mm -hmm. than cause a stumbling block for someone else? And as Rick Warren says it well, we're, uh, well it's not about you. It's yeah. about God. How do you glorify him? One of the things to remember is that when you're in conflict, the other person may not have ever seen it modeled right. Mm -hmm. And so I know that, and I was looking at Baal's uh, the why of Baal is preparing Christian women for leadership. Mm -hmm. So in that leadership position, you want to model it mm -hmm. for the people. And yeah. the modeling it, it is representing Christ as an ambassador of Christ and not about you and what you may want. The focus is on God and how can I serve and help the other person? Because Christ himself said the greatest mm -hmm. is the servant. So have a servant's heart must have a heart for peace in order to accomplish it. And the other thing is that your spiritual maturity is a direct measure of how you handle conflict. The more mature you are, the better you can handle conflict. And the less mature, the less you can handle conflict. So yes, going back to a thing to your original question, no, don't focus on you. Focus on how do I glorify God in this? How do I serve this person? And how do I help this person to grow spiritually as a leader, okay. or if not a leader, even or as a, a fellow believer. Yes. Right, right. Yes. So have a heart for peace. Like that, yes. if that is your foundational motivation, each conflict is more likely to be resolved in a godly manner. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. A, okay. a heart for peace, mm -hmm. but it all works by love. The key scripture that I use is Colossians 3, 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. And it, from there, I get one of my conflict resolution principles, and that is allow for the differences of others. Mm. That, those two scriptures, the 13th and 14th um, verses of Colossians 3, mm -hmm. talks about 
bearing with one another, mm -hmm. forgiving one another. And then it says, put on love, which unites it all together. It's That's all beautiful. covered in love. That's awesome. Aletha, your book talks about resolving conflict and you give lots of examples of what uh, are good things to think through and why, and even good strategies on how to do that. Why is it so important that we're resolving conflict right now? It seems like a given that we should, but there's surely some underlying reason for needing to do it in a godly manner. Yes, yes. Uh, great question. I'm, I'm thinking in terms of for such a time as this, and right now we know that we're so polarized politically, racially, on everything, uh, there's division and strife. And so the world needs this. And the only way that we can truly get it is from the biblical perspective, because this is God's universe. And he has the church as his representatives. And so it's important that the church speak into the division and strife uh, that we have so much. And as you know, racially and politically and otherwise, we see when we differ that we make the other side enemies. Mm -hmm. That's not a godly way. So it's mm -hmm. for such a time as this in accordance with what's happening in society, you know, what's happening in not just society, even in our day-to-day -day life with our children, with our spouses, with our friends. Conflict is just absolutely unavoidable and we need to address it, especially as leaders. Mm -hmm. Set the tone for those that we work with and we model it and we want a culture of peace in whatever organization that we lead or we participate in. So it's like being parents, which I have four kids and they're older now, uh, teenagers yes. and such. Yes. And if we don't model appropriate, yes. you know, godly manner of, yes. of confrontation or Absolutely. just conflict management, there's always yes. something, yes. right? Yep. But they're going to, yep. they're going to learn more from what yes. we do more than what we say. Yeah. So that Absolutely. applies everywhere. It applies everywhere. It reminds me of a, a situation where I went to visit with a friend to visit her mom. And uh, this friend, she had negative gestures and tones. And I just marveled at the fact that, wow, her mother's just like that. So we get it. Right. We learn mm -hmm. children from the parents, right. um, et cetera. And so we want to we wanna model it. And we are people of influence. We all, every person has influence over someone. And as Christians, we want to model it. We have been given a ministry of reconciliation in accordance with 2 Corinthians 5, I believe 17 through 20. So that doesn't just mean uh, leading people to Christ. That means living a peaceful life yourself mm -hmm. and also helping others to do the same. I, I've got to say this, it's a growing process. And you've written <laughs> the conflict resolution book and we both know yep. that it's progressive and we've grown and to encourage those listeners, we've not always been where we are. And so you can grow and grow and influence those that you lead uh, to help in the process. And then the, in the Bible, I know this is a little, maybe a little bit beyond what you ask. We look at King David. And I used to say, how is this adulterous, murderous man, a man after God's own heart? Oh, you're not the only one. Yeah. 
but it shows the magnitude of the God that we have and that loves us so much because David cried out in Psalm 51, wash me, purge me, cleanse me. And so that's where we all are. We're all in humanity's boat is what I call it. And uh, we grow progressively. So I encourage those who have issues with conflict, you can overcome. You've got the Holy Spirit in you and you've got God's word to help you. Yeah, and like with David, it, it may be easy to sit there and condemn him. Yes. But he was able to go to God and accept yes. grace from God. Yes. And that's what we have to be able to accept yeah. grace from God and be willing to extend that yeah. same grace to others. That's, that's beautiful. That's exactly right. Grace, mm-hmm. unmerited favor that God gives us. And as you said, that we want to extend to others. Absolutely. Well, your book has a lot more, but that's a a fantastic foundation for us to understand uh, what goes into the idea of uh, reconciliation and managing conflicts that are just part of life. So thank you for joining us. Let me give the title one more time, Diversity of a Different Kind, A Fresh Approach to Resolving Conflict. It's got a workbook. This is something we talked about. It can be done in community. The, the book is to be done with a group I mean, you can do it by yourself, but really you'll be stronger if you do it together and grab the book. So thank you so much, Aletha. This was wonderful. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you again sometimes. I know you've been here before and uh, been a great resource for Beyond Ordinary Women. Thanks so thank, much. Thank you. It's great to have been here. And I want to mention too, that I've got something called Seven Points to Improve Relationships. I'll send it to uh-huh. Beyond Ordinary Women so that they, you can share it with your listeners. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.